0: audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall
1: guy. That's what the poster said.
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy.
1: Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Alright
1: folks, welcome back to the latest Mountless Wire football podcast. Off season, still here. We're still going through. We'll be here pretty much every week. That's the plan. MWYR.com M-W-W-R- is our website. Uh, Jeremy here, Hang out with Matt. Uh, we're doing good. Everything good well on your end?
0: Yeah, it's it's cold,
1: but I'll manage. I'll power. I'll fight through it. Oh, it is cold. We got plenty cold of snow, for California. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, I got plenty of snow the other day, which is whatever it happens. But it's cold. Like eighty percent of the country is cold, I believe. Right? Yes. So, because it's wintertime, so that's what happens. So this show, we got off season, not nonsense yet. We will do our. What's the uh, March badness, fadness? what's it this year? We're going to do that down the road. What's their Mark, song? That's
0: March badness, which is the tournament uh, <laughs> to determine the, the, the really terrible one-hit wonder to uh, rule them all.
1: So that'll be coming down the pipeline. That's what the nonsense really gets here. But uh, we're still going to kind of – we've got some new stuff going on. We're going to talk about uh, you and me, our predictions that went terribly wrong for teams earlier in the year. But I guess the big news, let's start with the – let's start the coaching stuff, I guess. Since we last okay. talked – we have we talked did we briefly mention Mike Sanford to Minnesota, correct? Yes. So he's gone, they promoted from within, not not a shocker there. Big news, um Rolovich, Nick Rolovich going to Washington state. That uh... So so as,
0: as Stephen Godwin likes to point out on uh podcasting play nobody and on Twitter, um the fact that a old miss player fake peed <laughs> in the egg bowl has now reached
1: the shores of Honolulu. <sighs> That's right. Uh, is Ole Miss in Birmingham? Is that where they're at? Oxford? The Oxford, yeah. Whatever. Oxford to Honolulu caused the ripple effect, which has now also gone to Laramie, Wyoming, and other places soon down the road. So, But honestly, that hire was like the most no-brainer hire if you think about it. Rolovich to Washington State, right?
0: I mean, it's not like the, the air raid and the run and shoot are exactly the same kind of system, but I think that there won't be that much of a transition moving from one offense to the other.
1: Yeah, it's close enough because Rolovich just passes all the time. Mike Leach passes a lot, but still has a running game. So it's like mm-hmm. you're right. Like the talent there won't be too much to whether it be a slow transition or just go full run and shoot with the guys he has, and maybe run the ball a touch more. But it's kind of sucky for Hawaii. They lose their Rolovich coach when on the on the going up. But him going to Washington State, it makes so much sense. But also the names we've heard. Do any of the names excite you that you've heard about going to Hawaii?
0: Can you list them off for me again? Here's a couple. I'm trying to remember them off the top of my head.
1: One is uh, promoting from within would be the most sense, like their OC, just to kind of keep the continuity. But one that was brought up, which I do not like at all, is Ed Lamb at BYU, just because he coached or recruited the Hawaii. He, I believe he he's our special teams coordinator. Was at Southern Utah University for a while before he came to BYU. That like I talked to people like that seems like the most uninspiring hire. But I think the big name, another name, do you remember Robert and I? Uh, yes. He was over at Virginia, right? Currently, Virginia OC. He was at BYU as well. He's from Hawaii. He's had plenty of kids and family members play high level college football. He would be interesting. Offense would probably change because we always made the joke he had the go fast, go hard offense, which didn't really go fast or go really hard at BYU very often. <laughs> he would bring mm-hmm. in the, let's change, let's do like a hockey line set, five linemen in, five linemen out occasionally, just to keep people fresh. So I'm trying to look at the other names. He was one of the names, OC within. Um, Those are the three big names I recall, but who who would you go with? Like, Would you just kind of go with it and try to keep the same offense? Because remember, they lost Cole McDonald. He's gone to the NFL draft as well, so he's no longer sitting around. They got Shavon, which is fine at QB. He'll be just as good, I think. But what do you think the direction they should go?
0: I mean, I think that it would make the most sense to promote from within. You know, I think a couple of things you have to keep in mind with Hawaii in particular is, is one, it's a very – particular culture which i think in some respects kind of limits the pool of people who would not only be interested in the job but who would be a good fit for the job in the same way that nick rolovich was Mm -hmm. and two they are hamstrung by finances in a way that a lot of other programs in the mountain west are not sure so i don't think you know for instance i saw for a brief moment somebody put out there that dave aranda was going to be a possibility for that job. <laughs>
1: no way. I didn't believe that. Are you kidding me?
0: Because Rolovich made like, what, $400,000 last year? Maybe $600,000. i am not sure. I mean, long story short, I don't think Hawaii is going to be able to break the bank for anybody. So I think that they they need to – I mean, I think promoting from within makes the most sense because you know not only are they losing Cole McDonald, they're losing their three leading receivers as mm-hmm. well. So Yeah. And they're losing basically every starter on the defensive line and stuff like that. So in a lot of respects, they are starting over. But I don't necessarily think that it necessitates a full rebuild. I think that they just need someone in place uh, to help them reload to keep the same system in place, especially on offense, because it may Mm -hmm. not necessarily be pretty next year having to replace so many people. Sure.
1: But I don't necessarily think it's hopeless in the long term if they get the right person in there. Exactly. Um, the OC, which I never know his name too much, Craig Stutzman. Stutzman. Mm-hmm. He also coached, uh, if it matters, Marcus Mariota in high school. For okay, um, one day a couple. Here's a couple names. I was looking it up while you're going. or while you're going along, Ivan Jasper, Navy OC. Should we go from run and shoot to a triple option?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, let's let's put the caveat out there. Just because you're running the triple option in one place doesn't necessarily mean that you'd run the Fact. triple option someplace else.
1: True. I but know it, that
0: comes up in a lot of discussions about Kenyuta Lolo.
1: Yeah, when him going to Arizona or even BYU back in the day, like when BYU wanted him, they did not want him one bit because you typically, when you go to the airport, you get the nice little pickup, like the AD meets you maybe in the back lot or somewhere. They, did, they didn't even fly him into Provo. They flew him into Salt Lake City, which is like 40, an hour from Provo. And Provo has an airport nearby. Mm-hmm. And the AD did, had to go through normal. Like, he was basically like a typical passenger, which, whatever. The AD didn't meet him until he got out. It's like, it was, this could tell it's not going to happen. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that. You know one dark horse name? Timmy Chang. He's a quarterback's coach in Nevada, right? Correct. Ty- no, excuse me, tight end coach at Nevada. Tight end coach. Well, I yeah. mean, that
0: is roughly the same path that Nick Rolovich took. True. Because he was the quarterback's coach in Nevada, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah. we got Then we got Robert and I mentioned current OC of Virginia. Remember, they went to the Orange Bowl this past year, Matt. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, technically they did. Yeah. They were they were on the field versus Florida. Um, another name. Here's a couple of this. Um, you got Falcons uh, linebacker's coach Jeff Ulbrich, former Hawaii player. He um, was at UCLA earlier this decade. Um, not really much college experience. I mentioned Ed Lamb um, because he recruited out there, which is fine. Uh, and then just because it's why June Jones, (laughs) not going to happen. Well, I mean, June Jones is preoccupied with the XFL. So yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, and the way, the and the way the XFL is doing with the Houston team, the way they're treating players like to get contracts and guys like that seems tough. He would be able to get out because there's a couple guys like, I think Josh Johnson, the Lions wanted the quarterback or Washington. i forget what team he's on, but like, nope, we're not going to let you pull him out to play the NFL even for like two weeks or whatever. Mm Hmm. But uh, what, did, like, what would name pops out the most out of those that seemingly or if it is going to be those handful of guys?
0: I mean, I think if it were my decision to make, I would probably go with Stutzman and do what I can to keep him in-house. Mm-hmm. I don't, as far as I know, Nick Rolovich hasn't hired an OC at Washington
1: State yet. I don't believe so.
0: So I would do what I can to kind of keep him in-house. Um, so, yeah, that would be what I'd go with.
1: You also got Brian Smith, the other half the OC team as well yes so you got that um i don't think i don't think so but here's the big news about rolovich just now we got the email from wyoming this morning yes it's going everywhere the d- ph- phantom dog peeing in the end zone which cost everything to go down rolovich knows he needs a defense so where do you go who do you who does you know in the mountain west has good defense well let's go to larry wyoming and pick off three of their coaches including their defensive coordinator
0: it's a it's an interesting tandem
1: right that's Hey, he knows what he's doing. He he's smart guy. He knows That's what, true. Wyoming
0: go, had a very good defense this year.
1: And was Hazelton 2 years ago he went to Kansas State or was it the last off season? Uh, no, it was the last off season. So they're going to have their third off defensive coordinator in as many years.
0: That's fine. Come on.
1: Well, I, I it's yes, Craig Bull's defensive guy, but it's still a little concerning, right? You can't just say oh it's going to be fine no matter what. But I mean, I think you,
0: I think Craig Bull's got enough connections out there that uh, They'll probably be fine. I mean, I think that with Wyoming and defense in particular, it's it's one of those units that at this point, you kind of give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to figure it out.
1: Yeah. So the guys leaving, Jake Dick, Dickert, um, AJ Cooper, who is the, uh see, cornerback's coach and John Richardson, who was, uh, or excuse me, quarterback's coach was John Richardson, AJ Cooper, defensive end coach and co-special teams coordinator, and then Dickert who was a DC. And so... A lot of a lot of dominoes falling from the coaching search today are going on. So that's a Wyoming needs a new DC. Hawaii's looking for a new head coach. You have we haven't even mentioned uh, San Diego State, who we haven't talked since Rocky Long stepped down. Have we?
0: Can you can you imagine if Rocky Long went to Laramie and ran that
1: defense? Hey, he's open to be a defensive coordinator somewhere. We know that's a fact.
0: I mean, that would that would be kind of amazing. Just watching Craig Bowe and, and Rocky Long on the same sideline.
1: Give me twelve and zero Wyoming.
0: <laughs> I'm not going that far hey, just yet.
1: I'll jump on. Um, so with the Rocket Dog rock situation, there is some hubbub. A lot of people say, no, it's not true, not true. I'm like, it's it's going to be there. Watch me because I chat with a few people. Um, so a Syracuse visit was not for him to be a DC, but it was for the current Aztec or I guess former Aztec DC to go over to uh, Syracuse now. Zach Arnett. Zach Arnett, again, Thank you for jumping in for that. So he's has uh, gone. So they do have an open spot for a DC in San estate State. And Brady Hoke, who's the new head coach, like, why not? Sure, I'll, I'll if he's open to it, I'll take him on because his press conference let's do he's like I'm done coaching for now. Which we know our guy Roger who knows Rocky Long fairly well. He's like, he wants to coach. He may not want to coach the high the head coach with all of, because 'cause you're a head coach, man, you gotta do you gotta schedule the buses, you gotta watch everything. If you're a defensive coordinator or something, you just kinda watch your defense. If you're a head coach, you've seen a million things. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just wants to coach. Um, so there's that. So how big a deal like with Brady Hoke, I thought it's the, out of the moves they could do at the timing. Mean, there's probably, I think it's one of the a, a great hire for what they could do. Like, there's nobody else out there they could have brought in to get to be a head coach that would have uh, probably kept the Aztecs on the right path.
0: I mean, I think that you're right. Unless they were again, I think it's you know that promoting from within thing that works out for. I don't know how many teams it typically works out for because sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't.
1: But this also wasn't a firing to promote from within, so it's also a touch different. And it wasn't a coach in waiting like Will Muschamp at Texas and other places that try to do it, and where it's kind of uh, maybe, maybe not
0: but i think the difference between someone like brady hoke and some of the other promotions from within is at this point brady hoke kind of has something to prove that's right because you know the last time he was a head coach for the aztecs and i put this out there on twitter um by f plus which is just the the combination of fei and sp plus which we talk about all the time now on the podcast mm-hmm. they finished 39th nationally which is pretty good but that was also in 2010 and since then, he's had kind of a nomadic coaching experience. Obviously, his uh, he flamed out most famously at Michigan. He was never able to get them to the same heights that that Jim Harbaugh's had them at in the last several seasons. So, I'm not saying it's a slam dunk hire. I don't necessarily think it's a bad hire. I think it's a good fit. But I think that you know a lot will depend on the people that he surrounds himself with because you know they're in a situation too where they're making big changes not only on defense. By necessity, but on
1: offense as well. With the new Jack Sears coming from USC, likely to be the starter next year.
0: So I think whoever he decides to be the San Diego State's offensive coordinator is going to be as important as, you know, John David Wicker's choice to make him the head coach.
1: And it does, because remember, like, people's like, well, what did Rocky Long, or excuse me, what did Brady Hoke do? It's like, well, if you remember, Aztecs under Chuck Long before were garbage. Like, San Diego State for a while, between when Marshall Falk left until basically Brady Hoke arrived... They were as bad as what New Mexico is now. They were a laughing. I mean, stock. I wouldn't say they were that close. Bad.
0: They were pretty, they were pretty forgettable for maybe the first part of the maybe the first decade of the Mountain West's existence. they were like, put it that
1: way. if they were to get four wins, people would be excited. Yeah, and that's okay. Maybe a touch better than New Mexico, but like they they were not good. They were people would schedule them just because. Like, look at really quick. Like they had Don Coriel we mentioned before. We've been mentioned before. Like. When they had Chuck Long, like they were going two wins, four wins, three wins. Their best win was Tom Kraft at six and six, in this day, in the basically before Brady Hoke came along. Like mm-hmm. they were winning three to four wins. So the like people say, well, Brady Hoke did nothing. Well, no, he went from a two win to four win to a nine win team. And having also should be noted, he had Rocky Long on staff as well during those times to help to help with that type of stuff. To the mm-hmm. defense could go into so maybe there's more credit to Rocky Long, but Brady Hoke brought in players, brought in talent. And that's when the last time promotion from within work when Hoke went to Michigan. And so maybe it's more Rocky Log than Hoke, but Hoke had to do enough to bring the right guys in. You're right. He's a defensive line coach coming up big because he didn't do well at Michigan. He went to Tennessee for a minute, was their interim for a couple of games. I think that was a Butch Jones year or something like that when, they, when he left or got fired or whatever. But he he can be the guy he could point to. This is where it started to get Aztecs to winning 10 plus, basically where they want to win at worst nine games a year.
0: Yeah. He's, and it's it's kind of like uh, Bill Conway always said. I, I don't know if he's saying it so much about this program anymore, but like, the Sleeping Giant's awake now in San Diego.
1: Yeah, they could do a touch better. People think they could do a little bit more because they think they probably could, but they're very close. And with Hoke being there before, he could point back, when I was here, we had nothing. Look at all this talent we have now. And his offense is a bit different because – he ran more of an open attack, which is kind of the criticism he had at Michigan. Mm-hmm. But he was smart enough, too. When he came in over for Chuck Long, they I th- did he coach Ryan Lindley at all? Was He, on he that? did. Okay. So, Ryan Lindley and Ronnie Hillman. Okay. So, yeah. So, what they had before, Aztecs were a extremely run-based team. Like, think of a older, maybe Wisconsin a little bit, where they want to run, 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 and then pass when needed. He came in. He slowly transitioned. He wasn't a guy who tried to force it in there at once to change everything. It's like if you look at Rolevich Hawaii, he's like, we want to pass, but it'll take a year or two to get what we want. And so he realized and he brought him up enough where, okay, we're going to run more, but I want to slowly transition players to get this kind of open attack. And with him changing his past year where we're still running tech, but out of shotgun more, maybe the transition will be fine. It won't, I mean, he could almost do it right away if they're already in shotgun, doing multiple receiver sets, no fullback. Maybe that transition's already there where it's just a few tweaks here and there, and maybe he'll be close to what he wants to run than what they've been running mm-hmm. and so I, I think it's a pretty good move because first off what else are you going to get like see, like it is a sleeping giant job like what top like Dave Veranda? would he have come to San Diego State takeover maybe I don't know is he Um, is he officially still not anywhere or is he at Baylor he's at Baylor right I haven't heard anything recently who's the new Baylor coach is it Dave Veranda?
0: um have they actually announced anybody I haven't paid that much credit. I'm checking I'm that that looking to, um
1: Yes, they did. So Dave is at Baylor. So that's a better job than San Diego State, you would think. Um, yeah, a couple days ago. I've been slowly seeing what's been going on around the country. But like, unless you get him, they're going to pay him enough? Like, Probably not. So this was clearly a good move. And does it change your opinion what Asics could be next year with Brady Hoke being the head coach?
0: Not necessarily, no. I mean, I think the challenge over the next maybe, what, three or four years is – you know, Brady Hook's sixty one years old. Mm-hmm. So they gotta win now, I think. Like it's not no it's not necessarily about maintaining the status quo. It's about you know having the pieces in place to take that last step and be like a true near six
1: contender. Do you think they have that?
0: I think if they don't have it yet, they are very close.
1: I think um what we see at the end of the year, the running game with um because Jordan Washington was just hurt all year, the running game will be there if Jack Sears is what people think he could be, I know he's at USC, but he's also with the four string guy at USC. Mm-hmm. And he didn't play this year, despite them going down to their third quarterback. So maybe he's, who knows? He, clearly out of high school, talent was there. They have um, running backs there. Their defense, losing a couple guys, but defense is always fine. And Brady Hoke being defensive guy, they'll be there. Like their non-conference schedule next year, really quick. Um, Sac State, they, they could go forward on non-conference. I wouldn't bat an eye. Sac State at Toledo, UCLA, then at BYU late in the year. There's no reason they couldn't go four exactly. and zero. Exactly. So, and then the league play, which we'll get into down the road later. But they got all their. But here's the thing too: like West Division, only two coaches back. San, San, Jose, San Jose State, Nevada, bring their coaches back, and San Jose State's gonna take a step back. Like, like our probably be the favorites in the West Division right now. I'm saying, I think. I think so. Yeah. And then like their cross division games, you got CSU you got uh, they go they do go to Wyoming and to Utah State which would be a little tricky you would think but besides that they get Hawaii at home they get um, they go to Nevada they go to Fresno but schedule sets up nice we don't know dates or anything at the moment yet but like out of the, okay out of the hires overall where because we, we did a coaching grade or at least I did where would you put this higher would it be compared to the other ones I mean I would probably say I don't know third out of five who's ahead of them you think
0: I mean, I really like the DeBoer hire mm-hmm. for Fresno State. Um, it's almost I like cool. this one, you think? <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I Honestly, off the top of my head, I forget who I put first last time. Not Adazio?
1: No. <laughs> no he's a,
0: little better, a little better than Adazio. Uh, like I said, I don't think there were any. Carlos bad Arroyo? Arroyo this. At um,
1: UNLV, Vegas? Marcus Arroyo, I mean? Or Marcus, sorry, I, I forget baseball player. Yeah, Marcus Arroyo. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I'd probably put him third. I think I'd probably put him between, like, I think I had Danny Gonzalez second last oh, time. Oh, yeah, okay.
1: All right. So i
0: put him between Gonzalez and Arroyo, so kind of in that same tier. All right.
1: Yeah, this uh, it, this is a fine move. Like, what they did, it's kind of, also, well, Rocky Long stepping down unexpectedly. is kind of a, sh- sort of a shocker, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes for Christmas has come and gone, but the Super Bowl is quickly approaching. We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the bowl. Will the Ravens be able to get it done? Will Brady and the Patriots get themselves another ring? I bet you have a feeling. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets for the bowl games, MyBookie is where you want to go. Football, not your thing? Well, don't worry about it. MyBookie's got it all from the NBA to the Premier League. They've got the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. You can even pull your bets together for a bigger payout. Let's say you got a couple of big favorites this week. Parlay those wagers, let you bet multiple games together, and if they all come through, you win big. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to one thousand dollars. That means if you deposit two thousand dollars, you'll get an extra one thousand in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code Mountain West to activate that offer. Once again, that's promo code Mountain West to get your extra cash for my boogie. Bet win get paid. Fantastic. So let's get to uh, should we get to the TV news here? Let's do it. So this is interesting. I still have a couple articles in my head I haven't put out there yet. Um, but... This one just finally came out, which which we were all kind of questioned or puzzling, the exact wordity of it, words, because I'm going to read directly from the Mountain West TV. Well, yeah, we'll start the Boise TV part. Then we'll get to the grand scheme of it, because there's a lot to get into. Okay. But the Boise thing, because it's the most interesting, because the one reason, they, for those who haven't been around the Mountain West for a while don't know, Boise State was going to the Big East to play football a couple of years ago.
0: Back in uh, 2011, going into 2012. Oh, that long
1: State. ago? Oh, boy. Or been around for a while. So, yeah, they're they going to get them in and also San Diego State. Um, But Boise had an out clause where if there's no – or San Diego State had the out clause that there's no Western team, they could stay. So San Diego State's decision basically hinged upon Boise State staying because, come on, San Diego State – like even going to Boise is a trek to get there. So why would they want to have their closest home game being at Houston or at Tull, you know what I mean? Something like that. Mm-hmm. But so the Mountain West and Boise came to an agreement where – they could negotiate its own home TV game. So all six of them or whatever they get their home game, six or seven, they get the Hawaii exemption Um, separate or not separate, have a separate deal. Yes. 1.8 million more per year of each contract. And the thought was it was in perpetuity essentially. Mm -hmm. And the first time around they went to ESPN, which is familiar for them. Now they're fine going with Fox like they, they like they said yesterday about this. They were getting to. They like Fox, like what it's doing, but the wording from Craig Thompson. They say this is not the end, and I'm on Twitter. Like we both saw. I'm like, I'm like, can't we just read the contract? <laughs> like, isn't that simple enough? You would think, but here's here's where it gets tricky because we even had DMs on this one during the press conference. I was listening on the on the teleconference. Do his tweets. We had our huge group DM going on, on Twitter. And I'm like, is this last one? And the guy's like, are, we, are you sure? Are we really? So here's exactly, Matt. I'll read directly from transcript from a couple weeks ago. So I'm not sure who said the question, but uh, Craig, Craig Thompson, for the uninitiated, I know that there's talk about Boise State. There's some misconceptions about it. I was wondering, just in the simplest terms, I've been around, and I know I can try to explain the best I can, how would you explain their situation, how that works for the conference and with TV rights? And there's about three questions sure, I will go through. But this is this is in chronological order of the press conference. It's like, well, simply we negotiate, we negotiate Boise State's home football game separately, and we did it for this contract, which is fine. This will be arguably, which doesn't mean definitively, arguably be the last contract we'll negotiate Boise State separately. But their membership agreement, when we named them the Mountain West Conference years ago, was predicated on us negotiating their home game separately. So right there, you can see there's a little bit of confusion, right, in his answer? Mm-hmm. Because arguably and then... The last line there, predicated on us negotiating their home game separately. Okay, another question. Um, I want to follow up on that quickly. You mentioned before this might be the last time, so I'll preview a question there. His answer, well, this whole membership agreement was discussed in December with the board of directors, and as we move forward, that is the anticipation. That everybody's membership agreements would get more germane and equal, if you will, but this will be the last time policy gets their own separate TV, though. More direct, right, you would think? Mm-hmm. And then one last one. or this is a different one from who was this sorry, Kurt APC on KTAK, T- a- basically said rather not comment when that came up about the deal. And so from those two sentences, it se- answers from Craig Thompson, it seems like this is the last time. Is that how you took it, essentially?
0: For the most part, yeah.
1: For the most part, okay. For the most part, there's some little room, like arguably and going forward, but then we had last, excuse me, last night, Friday night, a couple days ago, depending on your listening, but week before, now we he had they they said the same thing where basically we're fine with Fox, however we're not fine with this being the last time. That's not part of the deal. So where are we, where are we standing here, Matt?
0: Well, <laughs> I was actually having a spirited discussion with our Boise State writers right before this podcast about this very subject, and you know I'm kind of with the Mountain West at least for right now.
1: Why is that? And
0: okay, so I'm going to spell this out there, and, I'm, and I should probably—I I have no idea how I'm supposed to preface this entire thing because I feel <laughs> like there's there's a lot of potential binaries that you know to me they seem kind of misleading, and that's not what I'm trying to say. But essentially, Boise State is not the same team, not the same program that they were during the whack years. True. And this is not to say that they are still not the most successful team in the conference. You know, they do have one more conference championship than, you know, San Diego State and Fresno State. They still are the only team since joining the conference to get to near six-day full game. But at the same time, you know, I, I mean, I've, and this is stuff that I've been talking to, to Raja and Colin about on Twitter uh, over the last hour or so. They have finished unranked nearly as often in the last seven years as they finished ranked. Three out of the last seven years and we should know if, if you had told if you had told a boise state that or a fan that a decade ago i think they would have thought you were losing your mind or something like that
1: and it should be noted all that you finished the last three years i give air quotes only a top 25 team 22 to 23 in ap every other year they've been ranked essentially like they like number four number nine number 18 number five number 12 they've been a top 20 team so you're right where they not the same team they're still they're still really good. Still the best of the class, of the conference collectively. You would, I could easily say that. But they're not the top twenty team that people kind of thought that'd come in, and that's due to competition increase and other th- issues as well.
0: And I mean, I mean, let's put it like this: you know, they since they got since we went to the division format in twenty thirteen, you know, in FBS ranks, they're sixth overall in winning percentage, but uh, San Diego State's fourteenth overall. Well, West Division is
1: also not as good, so you can take that into consideration as well.
0: I mean, you know what I mean. But also, you know, Air Force is in the top 50, you know. Mm -hmm. and So, like, you know, maybe they don't necessarily have a Utah or a BYU or a TCU to to rival them or to be atop the conference at this point. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think two things can be equally true, that Boise State has come back to the pack a little bit. Mm-hmm. um because it has been now 8 years since they've won exactly one or since they lost one game in a season it's been 8 years since they were a top 15 team
1: let alone a top 10 team no i'd say it's, 11 years last time they're ranked a uh, whack the they, last
0: time they well the last time they finished rank was in 2011 which was their first year in the Mountain West
1: Oh, sorry, I, I missed this. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong numbers. There. You're right, yeah. correct. Sorry. So they,
0: they finished eighth overall yeah. that year. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm saying is like it's a very fine line between making yourself indispensable and being not too far removed from other teams that pop up and have two or three year runs of success. Or like, you know, Fredo, even, in the, a, San Diego even State. in the case of a San Diego State, San Diego State, since the division format has been almost right there with them. So, mm-hmm. you know, to me, I, when I look at what the Mountain West is, is facing in the next 5 or 6 years, you know, I think of it as, you know, one can Boise State make themselves indispensable. And by that, I think they're going to need an undefeated season. At a minimum, they're going to need a one-loss season or two. And, you know, they're going to need to win a New Year's Six Bowl game in the next 5 or 6 years. They two, cannot, So you're saying cannot so... have this the last 6 years? then that the, over the next 6 years. Let's just put it that way. I don't think that's going to cut it if you want to have special treatment because that's not the standard that they had set the decade before. And I've been hearing conflicting you know evidence as to how much that actually matters or not. Like you, you know some people are saying it does, other people are saying it doesn't and it seems like the goalposts are moving depending on who you talk to. To me, you know if I'm the Mountain West and Boise State is again if they are good but not necessarily the team they were in the first decade of the century. I tell them to go kick rocks. I rip up the contract and I tell them, do your worst. Like, are they going to, where are they going to walk to? Who's going to take them? I don't think a realignment is coming anytime in the next five or six
1: years. I mentioned as well, like I, somebody asked me, I'm like, I'm serious. Like I was like, so where are they going to go? I'm like I, I cause got to preface like whether it's for my account or it's Ted accounts, like, okay, because it could sound that where are they going to go? It's like, where, where are they going to do? It's like, no, that's a legitimate question because there's no more. If they're going to go somewhere, here's where the obvious, like if we're, we'll we'll get to the contracting in a moment, but let's just say <laughs> it comes to stalemates. We need to make a new, it's either a new deal or we walk. And then there's a breach of contract. This could take years down the road. There could be money exchanged due to, whether buyout for Boise State, cause you had to leave the conference or whatever. I don't think there's a buyout anymore in the league, but you know what I mean. Like to leave the league, say sooner than later than they want to. If they if that rock goes, or does the Mountain West say no, we're going to do this deal, it stays in place. Can if the deal does get ripped up and Boise says realizes there's no place to go, they come back. to Mountain West they're clearly not going to get the same deal if they say we're going to look at our options and this deal is voided for whatever reason, or let's just say this is the last contract and they're like they because here's the thing, this is not this thing's not going to be. A short-term thing. I'll get back to where they could go in a minute. This The six-year deal with Fox and CBS, which we'll get to, it's pretty good, I think. The, there's no movement going to be from Boise State, from the Mountain West through this time. So like I said, this could be a proving point for them. Like, well, we'll go 60-0 in five years or something. Like, well, and then fine, you deserve it. We'll keep it. But that – because I don't think it's going to be a short-term thing. They're going to want to go soon. Maybe at the midway point, then they'll start looking around because three years out – you usually have the eighteen month or whatever twenty four month kind of timeline to say you're moving on from a conference. So we're going to be a couple of years of status quo. But if they're going to go anywhere, the American looks like if we're going to look just for football, they kicked out UConn essentially, or UConn's the Big East to indie football. Boise football could join there, which could work, right? Because they want they kind of wanted that before. But for the other sports, do they really want to send a pretty good basketball team? Usually, past couple of years does Land Rice want to go to the whack where he's playing Texas Grand Valley, Utah Valley University, Chicago State? Do you want that to happen to your team? Like, and then we already know the Americans not going to renegotiate their deal. They said when they had team, if they get teamed or they lost UConn or whatever, they're going to are they going to renegotiate just because Boise State comes along the lines? Is already talked about because the American has to pay their own production costs for ESPN Plus. Does Boise State want to have a lot of these games on ESPN Plus for football? There may be a couple more ABC games here or there, but that's the only spot. Them going independent is not going to happen. BYU is a big enough brand to do it. They're getting games in, but they're not playing very well. So, like, does Boise, who's Boise State going to play? The are they going to have the same shunning effect as BYU, where we're not going to play? You just leave the Mountain West, and then who are they going to play? Like, who are they going to get to play? They can play Liberty, New Mexico State, BYU, UMass, UConn. And then a smattering of whomever else, the, they could get up and try to go. I think the American would, would welcome them in, but would they welcome them in enough where they're going to be, like, we know the American to touch better than a few more top heavy teams? Boise might have the same success, but have a goal like eight and four. You know what I mean? Like, what do they, like, what's, what's, this seems to me what's more important for them is the money wise, which is a pretty big deal, right? In college sports. So mm-hmm. if they go to the American. The American does make more money right now. The Mountain Western, about what seven million per year. If Boise comes in, let's say, it goes down to about six. I would say, let's just just throwing numbers out there. I don't have top of to my head, but right now this deal pays Boise for Fox and CBS one point eight, plus about I did my math about right over four million. I think so. You get like five point eight. So they might get a, t- a little bit more for going to the American, but then. You got, I know you travel for all the road games that adds up you have to have the better in-house production cost and what about your other sports Like that's also for combined for American that's football basketball baseball everything they play money for volleyball whatever they're giving you money to it's broadcast they would get a lesser amount to go to the American for football only so they might be making less money at worst the same money plus travel cost and then sending your other sports to who knows where WCC probably doesn't want them because you're basically a private based conference with all the religious schools and private based schools in that league
0: yeah i don't know how much i have to add to that
1: (laughs) do you you think they have a place to go like what like do you think there's a a spot for them if they say we're going to play hardball and leave because that's what the contract says
0: i mean honestly it's really really hard to forecast five or six years in the future
1: but if you were asking me now i'd say no you think they would lose if they were to fight this versus boise state or fight to keep it
0: I mean, I don't know if it's a matter of winning or losing. I just think that the situation. Well, yeah, could it is. that's two, almost
1: two million dollars you'd be losing I, per year. I just think that
0: I don't know. It's like everybody keeps saying, it's either going to be one thing or another, and I just have this feeling like there could be something different that, based on the way things play out over the next five or six years, we wouldn't foresee at this moment in time.
1: Yeah, I agree. There's got to be some nuance. It's not going to be stay or go, money or money or share money right it has to you would think smarter heads would prevail where you would think the mountain west like hey oh yeah boise is a pretty big brand we'd like to keep them we would like this team around because people know this team if they leave would the mountain west make the mountain west also could stand even with boise's 1.8 per year would the league overall take a hit in value for what they get probably a little bit as well because there's still those cbs games for the road or whatever road conference games which i guess would be uh four right i think that they control CBS Sports Network. Would those value go down as well? Probably a little bit as well. So the Mountain West has something to stand to lose as well. Because mm-hmm. that 1800000 to million they're giving to Boise State is not going to come back to the Mountain West if they're, say, 11 teams.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like, um, like I don't know what you'd call it, <laughs> like mutually assured destruction if you want to choose one binary choice or the other.
1: It could be a lose-lose if if they, if they they if they split up, right? Yeah. Like, if they go, Let's just say they go to the American because that does seem like most likely. Pac-12 ain't coming around. Big Ten's fine with what they're doing. Unless there's some massive deal where just explodes and whatever. There's all sorts of NFL-style divisions, which seems unlikely as well, depending on what the um, NLI comes around to be, if that's going to be a thing. So Or NIL, I should say. Um, but if they go to the American, let's just say they have, like, you're right. Their success has dipped a bit because it's tougher competition overall. The American would be a, t- a step up as more, or at least more top-heavy teams. Like, What would stop them from going, do you want to be like, I go back to BYU. BYU gets, Mich- they get Florida State Town, they get Michigan State, they get Wisconsin, they get USC, Tennessee at home. Let's say Boise could schedule similar just because of how good they've been which is likely. I don't think that's too far-fetched. They can get those teams down the road. Do you want to do a BYU's done where they're going 7-5 and five and you spout, we're on ESPN, or the American UAB, great, we're on ESPN, but we are, and we're playing so We're playing Memphis, we're playing UCF, we're playing all these teams that are, I guess, better than New Mexico, or Hawaii, whatever you want to say. They're a little bit better, Top more top-heavy games, but you're going 7-5 to five every year. But And you're making maybe a million more dollars per year. Is that what you'd rather have than staying in the Mountain West where you have, what is a, Dev competition is a bit different, and you're still about a top twenty team. You have a you do have a slightly easier path to go to New York six game when your team's right there and good enough. Like, what would you rather have? Or if you do independent route and you're playing, you, get, you want all these home just because you get Florida State come to the town, even they are this year. But beyond, say you get USC to come to town, you get Texas, you get Auburn, or you get enemy Arkansas, you get whatever some Big Ten team, become Wisconsin. Are you gonna? Would you rather like? Because I hear this from BYU fans all the time. Would you rather play these? tough – They still tell me you'd rather play these tough teams, get a few more bucks, than going and going ten and two in the Mountain West. Do you want to have Boise fans who have the past uh, thirty years, or whatever, since they've been FBS, have the best winning percentage of college football? Do you want? Would you rather go eight and four just because you can play Michigan or Ohio State occasionally?
0: I think it's a very fine line between the deal being worth it at the next negotiation and not being worth it in the next negotiation. And I think what it ultimately comes down to, at least from my perspective, can Boise State have at least a two-year stretch like like UCF did in 2017 and 2018? I think if they could do that, then it's worth it for everybody involved to make it work.
1: One thing that's it's fair, because also if you look at like the Texas deal with them at Big 12, it's kind of where the Big 12 kind of fell apart. Longhorn Network hasn't been as great as I thought because they nobody wants to carry the games and they're on ESPN Plus a bit for some Big 12 stuff. But here's the thing. Dave athletic like, put it, put the contract out there. It states in the contract that Boise gets this. So why is there fighting that Craig Thompson saying it can be changed?
0: Okay, so I'm looking at these screenshots right now and I'm you not see. seeing the words in perpetuity anywhere.
1: Let me go back and read it because I looked over a couple of times because this lawyer speaks So maybe we're way off. Here's where I can agree with you where – I'll look at, closer. Like, look at the television rights section. I'll read directly, and I guess I'll read... Well, yeah, basically, Boise State shall, have, shall provide the Mountain West Conference exclusive television broadcast rights to its intercollegiate athletic events, including but not limited to the home football games each each season. Each season of what? Like the current deal, as long as they're in conference. There's some wiggle we'll room there. In return, Mountain West will ensure Boise State's home games are not part of nor granted under any current or future... That's key, too. But not in perpetuity, like, I'm going to sidebar here. Matt, have you ever seen a 30-for-30 on the ABA?
0: Um, I think that's one of the ones I did not watch.
1: You should watch it where the ABA and NBA were merging. The St. Louis team was going to get left out. But they made a deal where, to this day and forever, the other six teams, which I think were... San Antonio, Indiana, a few other teams, I'm not sure, still in the league. They get a split one-sixth of that TV money forever, that family that owned the team. So that's a really good deal, forever. So they're still getting money as long as somebody's alive in that family. They're going to get money. Somebody will get money for that deal that they signed when the ABA-NBA merged. It doesn't say here. So you should watch it because it's a very interesting thing. It has some Bob Costa stuff, how he got a job as a broadcaster and other things as well. But the uh, St. Louis Spirits, are still getting money from from the current NBA TV deal because they made they had some sidebar. We're not getting the NBA. Well, you gotta they had some pull to get one sixth of whatever the Spurs, Pacers, the other teams, they still get part of that money every year forever. Mm-hmm. So this is in future, which future of what, right? There's some wiggle room there. Um let's see. But here's where it could get interesting here, where in return we will ensure Mountains Boys games are not part of guaranteed or future of MWC TV rights contract. In, here's where it gets interesting too, including the Mountain West deal currently under contract. So this was way back in the day. There's still still a CBS, so maybe it still stands. Currently under contract with CBS, or as such may be amended in the future. Got that amended part there too. Does that mean going to ESPN or Fox or NBC? Like what can be amended? Is it amended for who owns the broadcast rights?
0: Yes. Yeah, so now we're now we're diving into territory where I feel like I oh, wish we had a lawyer on the podcast. I know. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Was... <laughs> like
1: you read through it a little bit, and so. And then also, next sentence, real quick. This is a clear sentence. The MWC will ensure that the Boise State home games are sold as a separate package. But again, for how long, right? Boise State Mountain West events must mutually agree, must agree to whom such Boise State home games, football games, or li- rights, and or have license toward, and to the material terms, blah, 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 with such license, provided Boise agrees in advance to the CBS deal, may remain the prime licensee of the Conference for Television Rights, and the argument for sell boy state home football games may take the form of a sub-license. So kind of like what the, that's why there's some American games on CBS sports. ESPN had them or the Mac. They sub them to CBS sports network. So that's kind of the same thing they're talking about, but with CBS sports being part of the deal, it's all non-home games essentially that are mm-hmm. within the conference. Um, Matt West must mutually agree to, to who sub-license is in material terms of sublicense, blah, blah, blah. Um, trying to see anything else terms. Uh, Material terms include uh, money, time of license. Okay, here we go. Materials terms include, but are not limited to. Great, not limited to. I hate that lining there, those four words. Monetary terms, time duration of the license. Hmm, interesting. Cancellation terms, network upon which games are broadcast, time and dates of performances or games, and or terms relevant to payment and performance. Got performance there too, Malik, you've been saying. Um. Uh, then it goes on to say the revenue goes to Boise State um, all television broadcast rights for Boise State away games shall be treated the same manner and on the same terms in the members of the Mountain West so you think it's not 100% clear partly because we're not lawyers here so there's that too mm-hmm. <laughs> so you think there's wiggle room in there because not saying like forever
0: I mean just if you're talking to me um, from a composition and rhetoric background mm-hmm. I would say that there's a little wiggle room but based on a law background I have no idea
1: yeah, same with me. Like, it does say, like, it says um, a couple of things. Like, here's where it's interesting. Mount West will ensure the Boise at home games are sold in a separate package. But it doesn't say, like, length of terms. Maybe there's different parts of the contract because, um, like, the agreed to sub-license. That's what they're doing now for other games. That's not – because technically what well, Boise is doing, all their home games are, quote, sub within the league, but it's all put in together. But it also doesn't say, like, I'm wondering, too, like I brought this up maybe – I put on Twitter, like maybe these new people in charge of 80s or presidents aren't aware that this can't be amended. But shouldn't Craig Thompson come in and say no, it can't be amended? Like there for Craig Thompson to come out and say what he said, there had to be you would think. I don't think he's this dumb or stupid. He would come out and say what he said on the teleconference, like this probably or or is going to be or could very well be lost time Boise gets his own separate deal. You would think they would have spoken it with Boise at some point, right? There's no reason he'd have a sidebar to love another conference members or maybe even 10 because Hawaii is not part of the deal overall to talk about Boise state without them there. Right. You would think uh, yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> yeah, like, would I he just... be that dumb to come out and say that without consulting Boise state? I don't think he would be now. There's people who probably disagree with you, but I, there's other stuff in the screenshots of to day, South or I we treated that as well. But it seems to me like it seems sort of clear, but that's not good enough. Right No. Cause it, yeah, it. um, Trying to see here if there's anything else that we should um, like, like here's one part of it. Two other pre- provisions. Um, Mountain West will wander non-conference games. Okay, Mountain West will not regulate uniforms. We know that. Um, title game, um, multi-agreement we'll your their your party. Okay, we know all that stuff. With their streaming, like, with they had like the Whack Digital Sports Network, whatever. Um, I don't know. It seems like, it seems clear. Like. It, I think it seems sort of clear, but if your boys state, you're clearly gonna fight for this, right? There's no reason to say, okay, fine, whatever. Next deal, we'll take that 1.8 million, and everybody else will get about what 150,000 each or something from that money. Something like that, yeah. So, how do you think this is gonna play out?
0: I honestly have no idea. It's all speculation at this point.
1: I think cooler heads will prevail. Right? Whatever that means, but that could mean a million things, right?
0: I mean, you'd think with five or six years to figure this out, yeah? <laughs> yeah?
1: I don't know, maybe like three or four. All right, so let's so – should we get to the whole deal on itself so we get it get it, get off of that? Because I think well, – my last thoughts on that will be I gu- I'm guessing that – I like your line of thinking, Matt, where they will – if Boise State per- performs like a top 20 team, then they're worth it. But if they go like only 10 wins and they're barely ranked, what's the point of Mountain West saying, no, we're not going to keep this?
0: And that's what I'm saying. It's a very fine line between it being worth it for everybody
1: involved and maybe not. Because it's not like the brand like Texas, like Texas is still get tons of money even if they're not a good football team or mm-hmm. basketball team. Like Boise State brand is still, I'd st- like if it, people people can argue that they're still the biggest brand in the Mountain West Conference, but that doesn't mean they're the best team every year and everything in football specifically. Typically they are, but not always. But their brand, especially football, is by far ahead of anybody else. Right? Mm-hmm. How much does that factor in this next down the road, next couple of years? If say they have do say they have the exact same set success over the past five years three ranked teams um they win say 50 combined games in five years that's good and no amount and no bcs or new year six appearances so
0: that's exactly my point i think make your make yourself indispensable and change the conversation
1: there will be that but also you'll see lawyers come out and say nope this is exactly what it says and we're not those people we'll follow however long this takes but as for the deal itself overall, what, what was your thoughts with the Fox deal, going to CBS, all that type of stuff?
0: I mean, honestly, as, as a consumer of a lot of college football, it doesn't really make that much of a difference to me where the games take place. Because, you know, I'm the kind of person who has two or three devices set up anyway yeah. when, exactly. <laughs> when there are things going on. So, like, wherever the games are, I'm going to find my way to them.
1: Okay. As for, say, you're the typical, which we're not. Like, you're, you're like, I watch Fresno State only. And I may watch a handful of games here or there throughout the country. And you're in Fresno, like, okay, I think it's a pretty good deal because I put out a fact sheet earlier. Here's a, if you haven't heard about it, which you probably have, we're just kind of late to podcasting about this, but we'll get to it quickly. There's, it's going to be CBS and Fox, so ESPN's out the window. They're not coming around at all anymore for home games. So you have CBS Sports Network, which is the norm, Fox, FS1, and there will be, it doesn't say specifically, but there's going to be some FS2 games, Matt, so be be careful of that. okay so and also you mentioned months ago cbs all access could have a handful of games here too Mm -hmm. which is a this also depends on the third tier rights like right now we got the face facebook games you have the at&t sports net you have uh just not what's flow
0: tv games against new mexico state or whatever
1: well that's not a conference game so yeah but still yeah league game so it also pays about 270 for six years But the biggest thing I saw about it, um, you have the Mountain West title game will be either Friday, Saturday, Fox, or FS1, which is a pretty big deal. Handful of Friday night games on FS1, or not Fox, but FS1, and CBS. CBS does get the rights to, I think, the first seven games. First, I believe that's what it is. There's a bunch of Friday night games, but they get about, I think, at least three... three to five over-the-year games, which is more than they've gotten before, right?
0: I believe so, yeah. So
1: they get a minimum of three annual on CBS. This is all football. And basketball, or excuse me, not basketball. Fox has the title game could be on there, and then they may have a couple others. Like they're going to have like the big noon game. They're going to have it's going to be Boise, Florida State at ten a.m. kickoff on Fox, which morning football, right, Matt? That we care about.
0: You know, yeah. You know what? I've always maintained that I would not mind rolling out of bed and watching football all day long. So I got no problem with that. Yeah, go have a breakfast uh,
1: tailgate, right? No, no, don't go anywhere. Why would you do? That? If if you're gonna go to the game, I'm saying if it's if you're oh, if, if your team's yeah. at home and you are one to go to games, yeah, you know, just tailgate with some mimosas or something. Might as well, yeah. I think it's pretty good overall because people complain about ESPN, but it's like I don't know. Do you think it's better going to Fox because they get a few more over-the-air games? Does it like for you? and Me, it doesn't matter. We know where the games are at, and typically the even if you don't have traditional cable, you can get on Hulu. You can get on um fubo has all these as well you can get pretty much anywhere youtube tv sling to get fox and i mean i think for the i think for the more
0: average consumer it's less about like the big networks as much as it is about finding those other you know those facebook games for instance that i think create more headaches for maybe uh you know, especially like older audiences who may not be as inclined to cut cords as mm-hmm. someone like you or I have been. Sure. Yeah. So to me, I don't think the difference between ESPN is and CBS or Fox is gonna be that big of a deal.
1: I don't think it should be, but there's people who well it's not ESPN it doesn't matter. Fox is football, but like, yeah, Fox has invested college football pretty big lately. Yeah. And so Fox games Boise State So we don't mention this But their games Will be on Fox Sports So FS1 or Fox That's why They're likely Going to have that Home game Going to be The Fox Big One Versus Florida State This coming year um, I guess the big concern Like if they do put games On FS2 Which has very little I think it has Less, dis- less distribution To CBS Sports Network Which is not good It's on a higher package um, I guess CBS All Access Could be an issue Because not Who has CBS All Access Matt do you have it Do you use it To watch like Star Trek or whatever
0: not at the moment, but I'm sure by the time football season rolls around, I'll. If you need it, probably, you, you know what I, you know what I would probably do, what's and that? I'm sure a lot of other people would do this too, is just you, you invest in it when you need it, yeah, and then you just cancel it when you don't. I do the same thing with ESPN Plus.
1: Yeah, I do that too. Like, um, like Fubo TV, I'll get it every now and then, like to get CBS Sports Network games. I'll just cancel, and get back in. There's free trials involved, so like if you're gonna pay, uh, whatever. Say your team like. If we're looking to CBS, if 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 there are, that's not for sure because they're still working third tier, right? Say there's CBS All Access games for San Jose State or to Mexico, and you see there's three games in a month that's going to be on that network. Well, you can get your first week trial, and then you pay for the right, pay for the month. Like you can't really pay bucks. It's like if you break down your cable package, if you have like DirecTV and it's some reason you want because you don't have access, cause you need it, or anything, Hulu, Fubo, Sling, whatever you have, that eight dollars for those couple of weeks you may maybe you'll find something else you want to watch it's not going to really be that for me or it depends your situation different but it's not a it's an investment small so if you have it for a month to watch two games you pay eight bucks it's better than old pay-per-view where you need 50 bucks to buy games right yeah oh, that's right yeah i don't know i think it's overall it's pretty good you get more over the air games you go to fox fs1 one good thing um kick times really quick i know it's not super important or fun here but Kickoffs 8 p.m. latest will kick off. That's pretty good, right? For some people, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a
0: lot of people who will still find that to be a headache, but you kind of take what you can.
1: I think it's fine overall. They go to Fox. We don't know a ton. Like, like here's the thing that we don't know. Like, for basketball, really quick 16 to 32 games on Fox Networks. That's a big swing. Like, there's a big swing of games at how many? Like, the additional 10 games on some CBS. Um, the first seven picks will be um, CBS, and they alternate with Fox. So, like, the big game for the first seven weeks half year will be non-conference will be cbs sports network games also matt will San Diego state be the home of cbs sports network still
0: (laughs) i mean maybe
1: i don't know that would that would be kind of funny if you think about it it, they've been on that forever it's like 8, 8 p.m kick all right i also wonder if cbs sports network will fix their window slot so we don't have overflow games that kick later and you have to find them on streaming and garbage one one can only hope all right Right. let's wrap up really quick we'll do this now i guess we'll do it real quick now me and matt had our good picks not good picks for the year because that boise conversation took a bit longer so matt what do you think was your best victory of the year for like your team prediction
0: well uh i did predict that boise state would lose twice there you go (laughs) wasn't quite the games i expected but uh although i I will i will admit that i did pick them to to lose at BYU before the season began. I can't remember what I actually said within the season, but.
1: Yeah, I have it right here. You had Florida State and Boise in BYU.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that in season, I probably flipped that pick, but. Uh, yeah.
1: Whatever. Oh, you mean so during I'll claim half credit on that one. I had 11-1. I had them losing Utah State, which is not good, but <laughs> be never else. My biggest pick, which I love, is still Air Force, man. Come on. 10 to Air Force. Mm-hmm had them losing to Boise. He did have them losing to Navy, but that's a pretty big pick. 10 and two. You had the nine and three. So you're right there as well. Do we have your team at that was uh, supposed to be garbage and ended up being good that you picked?
0: Uh, not necessarily, not this year, really. not a
1: Hawaii situation or Fresno.
0: No, I mean, cause I didn't think that New Mexico would be a disaster. I had them winning three games. They only won two. Um, yeah. I mean, other than that, there wasn't really uh, not quite as many surprises this year. I think there were more disappointments than there were surprises.
1: I think we both whiffed on Fresno State. Yup. Everybody. Yeah. Our staff had the number one preseason last year at this time.
0: This is just your, your periodic reminder that returning production matters.
1: <laughs> it does, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, let's see what else we had real quick. We're going to wrap quickly because we are at an hour now and we blew our time budget on the other stuff. Hawaii, I was pretty close. Nine and four. You were six and seven. It's not bad. It's not bad. I had them. Um, see what else we had here. Nevada, about the same. Seven and five, eight and four. I'm trying to see anything else that was crazy that we missed. Uh, New Mexico are about the same. I guess St- San Diego State were both a touchdown. You were a bit more than me. Six yeah. and six, eight and four. Yeah. For me. And
0: I, re- I remember my uh, my specific when we did our big preview podcast and we had bold predictions for each team. Uh, my bad Aztecs, because I thought that you were going to be this year's Wyoming <laughs> and now make a bowl game, and so that was on me.
1: Yeah, well, they beat Weber State 6-0, to so. <laughs> uh, I guess Utah State's the other big miss we had pretty bad. Well, not necessarily so much.
0: I mean, it was definitely a letdown, but... I think going seven and five is a lot more favorable than than dropping all the way to four and eight like Fresno State did.
1: True, I had him at ten and two though. That's where I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah, you had him at ninety three, so you're not off the hook there either. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I guess uh, Wyoming. What, what did Wyoming finish at? Eight, eight wins, nine wins, ten wins, eight wins. I believe that's it. Only eight. Okay, all right. Well, that's kind of what we had for a picks. So anything else that we blew map drastically that we want to say we sucked at? You... Uh, not that I could think of. I mean if, if people want to
0: like dig up old tweets or whatever, I guess you're more than welcome to do that at MWCWire at Matt K underscore F S. You can you can do whatever you want. You can find
1: whatever I want. <laughs> we just want to go over a couple of things. Like I guess CSU were both UNLV kind of hit, they're both what three win teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess CSU got four. UNLV, their four and eight seems way worse than four and eight the way they finished the year, right? I get well, I guess they won the last two. They could have been way worse like at two and ten. Very they a, unpredictable year from you and I. Yeah, new quarterbacks switching around. Charles Williams doing whatever. Uh, San Jose State five and seven. Congrats for them. Clearly, we were about three wins each. I don't know what we'll talk about this next maybe next week or two about kind of super early dumb predictions because we have our preseason pullout for 2020 that's already out there for you to see. And I make sure to link it back here. I'm like, here's what we did last year. So if we're that wrong, I like I like to be able to Matt. Like we're going to save this tweet for later. And I'm like, okay that's fine for our preseason predictions we're 10 months ahead okay i, I
0: don't really care too much do you <laughs> i don't like to make predictions this far in advance
1: <laughs> i mean i mean our poll like our staff poll they like probably oh, yeah. like we're gonna come back and point for this it's like well we don't but it's also kind of fun to do right just to see
0: well it is doesn't until people take it way too personally
1: that's my point like don't take it too personally you can have joke and say oh you guys picked fresno first last year well guess what so did everybody else
0: it also it's January 19th when we're recording this
1: yeah that's the point too I'm like
0: it's January
1: yeah 10 it's months just, ahead
0: one one more time yeah one January. more time
1: it's January There's, I can still see snow outside in January here. exactly it is cold so have fun with it agree disagree You could. there's people a lot of people curi- curi- we'll get to this later next time but like curiosity like why do you have Wyoming number one why do you have Utah State here why do you have this team here it's like those are fine but don't just say this is going to be completely wrong and you're stupid in january because you're probably going to be completely wrong and stupid because it's january exactly <laughs> anything else we need to wrap up here this uh tv talk is done our picks we got right got right was kind of a quick hit because whatever
0: i think we're pretty much all set
1: all right so we see back hopefully next week folks i think that's the plan yeah. right mm-hmm. um yeah we'll i guess next time we'll talk about should we do our way too early stupid picks for next year matt yeah, why not? Might as well. Even though you don't like it, we'll do it anyway. We'll, we'll just rile people up. Why yeah. not? Hey, get people to listen. That's what we want to do. Um, MWR.com is our website, so check out anything we got there. we got a lot of hoops going on. We may bring back the hoops podcast this week. We'll see how it goes. Um, Aztecs undefeated, so congrats to them still. Utah State. Did you see how bad Utah State collapsed last, the other day, Matt? Did you see any of that on Twitter?
0: I saw something. They had a 99% win percentage.
1: Yeah, they had like a 20-point lead and blew it, essentially. Something like that. Uh- that sucks. Doesn't sound good. No, so maybe, we'll th-
0: maybe don't do that in the future, Aggies fans. Yeah, or, uh, a- a- a-
1: not even Aggies fans, just the Aggies in general. Yeah, right, come on, just get it together, folks. But yeah, we'll be back. Talk super early previews, maybe some draft stuff because it got the Shrine again that just happened. Well, the Senior Bowl stuff like that. So check us out anywhere you can find podcast, um, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere you can download it. Spotify, give us a review, we'd appreciate it. And we'll see you next time, folks.